0: thoughts like for example let's say let's say it's a lustful thought I know nobody gets those here but <laughs> in Southern California we got some devils over there but next to Hollywood man you know you don't leave us alone but let's say the devil says hey you know um, imagine this girl over here so the devil throws a thought into our minds how would you like to look at a nice movie? And the devil throws the last time into our minds. You know, and at the beginning, we're just like we, we 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 don't we pretend we didn't listen. But the how many of you know the devil's persistent? Right. He has a strategy. So the devil brings it again. Your wife hasn't been good to you, right? She's been acting like a raging bull. Damaged emotions and everything. She's not healed and she's doing crazy things. You know, all of a sudden, you know, know, the secretary is acting nice. She's even smelling nice. And she's coming in and telling how beautiful your shoes are. And your pants, how beautiful. And look at your shirt. And, you know, and all of a sudden, the devil throws a concept. Imagine, imagine the feeling of being with this girl. Or with this goddamn male man. So, if you meditate on that thought... If you meditate, listen, if you meditate on the thought, what happens is that meditation allows that thought to come inside your feelings now. Yeah. And you it's no longer a thought anymore. Now it's a sin. Now, now the Bible says, When sin is fully conceived, this is the incubator of sin here. When sin is fully, is fully grown, then it gives birth to actions, death. And death gives you separation from God. Can I blow your mind a little bit? Can I blow your mind? Say, blow my mind. mind. (laughs) 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 Okay. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. This is going to shock you. Genesis chapter 3. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Genesis chapter 3. Genesis, are you there? Okay, look what the Bible says. From the very beginning, God pronounced a curse on the men. God pronounced a curse for the women, for disobeying him, tasting of the fruit, forbidden fruit. Uh, and, And then God pronounced... A curse upon Satan. But you see here. You see here in Genesis chapter 3. I know you're there already. The Bible Bible says. In verse 3. And the woman said to the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree. Which was in the midst of the garden. God says. You shall not eat. Nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the women, you will not surely die. For God knows in the day that you eat of this, of this, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, known good and evil. Partially, the devil was saying the truth. Partially. But a partial truth is still life. Verse, verse 6. So when the women saw, there it goes, saw. When she saw the tree. It was good for the good to eat, and it was pleasant to the eye, and it was desirable. See, from the from from watching, it came into the mind, and then it was pleasant. Now, now it's talking about the soul part. Now it's talking about the heart. Now, the feelings. It was pleasant and desirable to make one wise. Then she took of it. See, then these, there's the action. You see the chronological. That, you know she ate of it, and she gave it to her husband, which was with her. Now, when you look at First John chapter First John chapter two verse sixteen, the Bible says, <clears throat> "For all it says that all sin that is that is conceived by any human being finds its roots in three things: the last of the eye." The last of the flesh and the pride of life. The last of the eye, the last of the flesh, and the pride of life. You see the chronological order by which the devil causes us to sin. Causes us to see, because watching, you know, gives us the mental thoughts, right? And then after we have the mental thought, then he causes us to, to desire the flesh, and then after that, the pride of life, you know. Then it, you know. Then we actually do the work. The work. Let me tell you about the about the flesh. They, they are, they, they And we're gonna go back to this to this uh, to this. In fact, let's go let's go. Well, I saw, I said I was gonna blow your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and just. This is heavy. This is really really heavy. Look what the curse of Satan. Satan got cursed in uh, chapter three. Verse 14, so so what the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly, you you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Now, this is very interesting where God is pronouncing a curse upon the devil. He says, you're going to eat dust all the days of your life. He's saying that to the serpent. Now, serpents don't eat dust. So what is it that God symbolically is telling is telling uh, the people that we made out of dust? Dust you are, and to the dust you shall return. That's everybody who dies. When we do the you know the uh, the, the burial, right? We say you know dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And so, so when 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 God. When God is telling here, uh, he says, you're going to eat dust all the days of your life. God, what he meant, it means that if you are made out of dust, it's really evident that the devil is not going to eat off your spirit. The curse of Satan is to eat, eat off of us. So let's analyze and let's come to the conclusion that the devil is not going to eat off your spirit. Because your spirit is Holy. The devil can't touch your spirit. He's not gonna eat off your flesh, because otherwise some of us would be walking around with no arms and no leg and half of our neck missing, you know, because the devil's biting, right, eating part of your Dust. So what is the Bible saying here? It's talking about your soul. That the food of Satan is the very the worst in a man's life. Which is sin. God told the devil, You're gonna eat the worst of men. Your food is gonna be the sin of men all the days of your life. The worst of men, like the pupil of men, is gonna be your food all. That's gonna be your curse for making men fall, for causing them to fall. Right? So that's the curse of the devil. What is the curse of, of, of the women? To give birth with pain. I thank God for a but those of you that you've you done it natural, if you've done it natural, you know, isn't it true? that when How many of you were natural? Come on. When you were natural, were you fellowshipping? Were you eating cookies? Or you were like, ah! And the husband says, come on, come on, you know. And you're like, get out of here. Don't fool, 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 fool me. Right? It's pain. Now, can you, can you actually say, if you have a lot of faith, pain, I command you to leave now. I'm going to, this baby is going to come without no pain. Is it going to happen? No matter how much faith you have, and no matter life, that you, because that, that curse, God spoke it and he cannot take it back. What about, what about the curse of men? What is the curse of men? To toil, to sweat. For the bread of every day, right? We got to go to work. Tell somebody, let's get a job. <laughs> you got to work. Pay your tithes, right? It's not easy. It's not easy to get money, right? So you got to work. You got to toil, especially, you know, got to toil. But that's the curse of man. So Satan, which is the main figure in this place, you think that he's going to go free? The devil told me that you're going to eat. You're going to get the worst. You're gonna eat dust all the days of your life. So, God says, in order for you to survive on earth, your curse is to eat of the carnality of man, sin. So, if the devil wants to eat because that is his curse, then obviously he has to make men sin because that is his food. So, if if you have a, a demon of lust, Obviously, he's going to, and if, if his curse is, to, is to, to eat after carnality of men, see, he has to produce a lustful thought in a man's life. And he has to do it in such a way that he comes in with a strategy and a plan. See, the word of the Bible says, uh, for the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal. for the weapons of a warfare are not carnal. that word warfare is, is Straton and that word Straton is, is what we go, we get the word strategy. Satan has a strategy in Ephesians 4:27 the Bible says give no room to the devil no room where here. Don't give him room in your mind. Because if you allow him to come into your mind, he'll make his way with a strategy to the heart. See, you got to understand, Satan, you know, it's not brain dead. You got to understand, Satan was the most powerful, beautiful angel in heaven. He watched God do things. He watched God strategize this world into existence. He watched God do everything. So when he he got kicked out, he didn't come out brain dead, he came in with a certain level of strategy in thinking. That's the reason why the wisest men on the planet of this earth, the devil with a strategy made Solomon fall. The greatest king besides Jesus, David, with his strategy and the genius of his own mind, he made David fall. The strongest man, Samson, he made Samson a judge fall. Right. He has a genius strategy to make us fall. The devil doesn't come and stumble into our lives. He comes, the word stratum has to do with a plan and a strategy. Satan never stumbles into your life and says, hey, I'm here to make you commit adultery here today. No, 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 no. Far be from the devil that he'll do that. He'll come in and allow you to become, first of all, tempted. And if you abide in that temptation, Satan cannot read your mind, but he can read your eyes. He can't read your mind or your thought life, but he reads your actions. And if a nice lady passed by and you take a second look and you take a mental picture, something's going to happen. The secretary is going to come back again, and then again, and before you know, you have an emotional Adultery going on. An emotional affair. You're not doing nothing physical. You're not getting caught doing nothing. But it's already an emotional thing. It's already dropped from the mind into the emotions now. Now you're looking for the, you know, and it can happen in church too. Right? When you come to church and you're looking for a certain somebody. and they're not here, you can't worship God right. Because he or she's not there. Like you turn around and she's not there. He's not there. You can't like, you know, God, I want to worship. I can't uh, worship you right. Oh, but when they're here and they're wearing their favorite pants or favorite dress. Oh, God, I love you. You are so bad. spin, spend, spend all day, all night. Hello, somebody. Are you with me? So, 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 so now, Satan, that's his curse. And I want you to know that Satan, that's his curse. He, he, he's a genius of making people fall. Look at how many people on, on TV has fallen. As much as I hate the devil, as much as I want to call him and cuss at him and everything, he's a genius. He's a genius, a strategist. He sends his demons to get information about our lives and then when they come in with the information he creates a plan a genius plan to make us fall oh he won't come in and say i'm the devil i'm gonna make you fall no 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 it doesn't start like that because you might call Sharon, you might call somebody hey you know what The was after me they start fasting and praying and the devil you know can can get it worse no no he comes real soft he comes real soft. He comes real with a, like an angel of light. And before you know, we are already longing for that sin, longing for that crack, longing for that beer, longing for that sex, longing for that affair, longing for that feeling, the fulfillment of that of that sin. All of us have a favorite sin. What's yours? I know. It's none of my, none of my business. Please don't tell nobody. Right? But all of us have a sin that we tolerate. David had a sin that he tolerated. He, he took the census, power to him. And God, God told him, no, you don't play around like that. See, so God was going to say judgment. And then David says, I, I alone sin against you. What is your favorite sin? Oh, don't say it aloud. When does it start? Does it start in the morning? Uh, when does the riches speak? At 12 o'clock at noon or 12 o'clock at night? Were you by yourself or were you with your friends? Oh, come on. Don't give me this little holy look. Everybody has a favorite sin. We hate the sin of the person next to us, but we tolerate our sin. See, our sin is just a weakness. Their sin is like, how dare you? I have a weakness. <laughs> oh, I know the tricks, man. I'm telling you. I made all the sins. I, I think I sin in every way. So I, I'm speaking out of experience. Amen. In 35 years, I've done a lot of stuff. All right. Watch this. So, so now the devil wants to eat. So he throws a lustful thought. Right? He meditates on the thought. And all of a sudden, watch this now. Watch this. He meditates. Do you mind if I use you? Okay. He meditates, he meditates on the thought. Now watch this. Now, if he meditates on the thought and he begins to open the door of his heart for the thought to come in here, not for that to come in here, now he begins to crave it. And once he begins to crave it, pornography won't be good enough. Now the act the real thing. Right? The action. So now watch this now. Because if I'm the devil and he's feeding is feeding me. And he's feeding all the demons around because it's not just lust, but now it's unforgiveness, and now it's resentfulness, and now it's pride, you know, different things, you know. Now he is, he is feeding me. It's against God's word for me to leave and depart from him as long as he's feeding me. Because he's God. Curse me. He says, you're going to eat dust all the days of your life. It's like a cockroach is against the nature of a cockroach to leave the kitchen as long as there's crumbs and food in the kitchen. You see a little cockroach with a backpack? (laughs) Never. Never. Why? Because they get food. Well, same thing. Whenever the devil comes in, whenever the devil comes in, you know, he comes in to stay. His, His thing is he wants to stay. Because God, our God told him that he's got to stay, as long as human beings are feeding him, That is his curse to so stay close to him. So watch this now. So if he's feeding me, right, if he's feeding me, that doesn't matter where he goes. I want you to walk around over here. It doesn't matter where he goes. You know, I'm commanded to be close to him as long as he feeds me. So if he goes to his family, guess who's following him? The devil and demons, whoever he feeds. Right? And if he goes to Victory average, where did the demon go? The demon goes there too. Have you gone to churches that everybody's against each other? It's because of that. Everybody's giving in. So let's say he goes out there and he starts worshiping and praising God and all that kind of stuff. Right? Who goes with him? I think that my own my own thinking is that I think the devil stays outside because the anointing of God. But as soon as he gets off, the enemy says, hey, what took you so long, dude? No breakfast this morning? You know, you're supposed to feed me lunch? I got, I got, you know, the devil says, you know, the demon goes and gets seven demons more hungry than himself and say hey are you hungry? Lusty? Scrooge uh, come on all of you guys come in I got I got a restaurant going on over here. <laughs> it's not just a little kitchen this guy's like you know like Las Vegas man this guy like whatever you want man come on in this guy's feeding us everything. See now watch this now watch this this is a thing you know that, that, that goes on but it's true let's say. He goes in there, and nobody knows he's got, he's full of lust. Nobody knows that. But he goes now, He's he's got a wife, he's got a couple of kids. Now he goes to his house. He sits in his house, he's watching TV. Now, there's no worship in his house. Just regular life. Who comes into the house? Satan. Because Satan is commanded to eat after of his carnality, so he's bound to stay there. But while the wait, the Satan's waiting. For him to, to give in to the action, to the food, Satan's already watching the little girl. Satan's already watching the little boy. See? And he's already watching because one day he's going to die. And I need to go to the next generation so that they can also feed me. And that's how you get generational curses. First generation, second generation, and the minute the other one's saved, then I'm 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 there too. Papa, grandpa was an alcoholic, son is an alcoholic, grandson is an alcoholic, great grandson is an alcoholic, it's generational curses. It's because we feed. So it's not just your lust, it's not just your anger, it's not just your pride that is hurting you. It's 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 gonna hurt your next generation. I, is that, that's heavy, huh? So can you imagine how many of us we feed different demons and all those demons, what do you see, the same trade within our kids? You say lie. No, they got that somewhere else. No, they got it from you. Yeah. No, they got it with their friends. No, they got it from, with their friends. They get all, all their stuff too, yeah. you know. But if you're feeding into this thing here, then you are going to set a precedence for Satan to come and, lo- and, and lodge in your house. He'll live inside of your house, sleeping with the enemy. Yes. Can you imagine a church full of people like that? That's why, that's why some more 50% of all churches in the United States are f- a 60, uh, a f- 60 and under. 50% of all the churches in the United States are 60 members and under. Why? Is it because we don't have enough customers? <laughs> no. No, it's because there's not enough of God in churches that will attract the world inside. See, most of these churches are so religious that when they come in, people feel like, oh, man, you know, I feel better, you know, with my family. I feel better with my friends. When I come to your church, everybody's fighting against each other. There's a spirit of depression there. There's no there's no liberty. I don't feel good. But then you you go to churches like this. When you feel the God and people fasting and praying and and doing good shepherding things like this, and then people come in and they feel delivered, yes. Yes. and when they feel delivered, man, people you know more people want to say like, man, I all oh, my family's depressed. I gotta get my whole family in there because they're gonna get delivered. So yes. make you know make 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 sense. Yes. See, that's the reason why when you look at somebody, don't just look at them for the dress or the makeup or the No, you got to go a little deep. You can't go deep unless you have relationships with them. You need to build friendship. And you can't go to people and say, what kind of demon are you feeding today? (laughs) How did that? (laughs) That was kind of good. (laughs) No, you can't go. Yeah, are you lasting today, or are you a scrooge today, or, you know, what? you know, what, you know, no, what in the world, you know, are you feeding today? No. No, you got to win them as friends. Win them, win them, you need to foster relationship as a shepherd. You know you're a shepherd, but to win their trust, in order for them to open up to you, you got to win their trust. Win their heart and you win their hands. So many of us are shepherds. Hey, you, I did it, so you go over there, do evangelism now. You know, you go out there and do security, and you know, sometimes you know, hey, nobody wants to help us. Why? Because you got to win their heart. They got to know that you really care. And listen, if somebody opens up to you, don't be the Inquirer magazine or Victory Average. If somebody opens up to you, man, some stuff meant to go to the grave. You need to honor confidentiality. Don't be telling your best friend or don't be telling the intercessors, you know, especially, you know, that really they're not intercessors. They don't only really pray. They just want to talk to everybody. You know, don't be telling your wife or your husband. Some things are meant to go to the grave. Honor confidentiality. Amen. So that this way, you know, they open up. You can say like, oh, wow, you're going through that stuff. You know what? I went through that. God healed me, bro, but this is how he healed me. The Bible, the word of God came in, and fasting gave me the faith to believe God and to apply the word of God. That was the anointing of God, and I hit every altar call. You know, that there was, man, I let people lay hands on me. I get everybody to pray for me, and you know what? I got the victory. Amen. I got the victory, and when you get the victory, you can impart the victory to somebody else. Yes. Amen? So, they'll give you a little, a little bit more. Okay, so let me, let's, let's, let me, let's, let's close this, this portion of our teaching, and then we'll see where we can go from there. Are you liking it? Yeah. All right. So again, we're dealing with how to shepherd disciples. Amen? How to shepherd them, how to love them. You can only shepherd them if you know. Now watch this. The Bible says the works of the flesh. Let's go back to our, our Galatians, and then we're going to probably maybe end pretty soon, and Let's see what we, what we do from here. Amen. Um, Galatians, you have it there. Galatians, you have it. Amen. How many of you want to be the shepherds? He said, "But I'm not a leader." Well, you maybe your father. You're still a shepherd. If you have a little brother, little sister, you're still a shepherd. You need to shepherd them. Amen. So here, uh, again, the amount of powers comes in. You know, the devil comes in with with, uh, adultery, fornication. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh, the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication. And it gives us a list. But let me give you the word flesh in the Greek is sarx. Sarx. S-A-X Sarks. S-A-S-A-X-S. Sarks. That's the word Sark, uh, the word flesh is. The flesh is an ally of Satan. Sp- your spirit is an ally of God. God communicates to you through your spirit. The devil communicates to you through your flesh. Sarks. The flesh is the weaker element of man. It's a sinful nature. All of us were born with the flesh, with a desire to do bad things. So notice, little babies, they don't go to school to learn how to lie. They're just born liar, natural liars. <laughs> right? We have to teach them not to do that, right? But they, don't, they but, but that's a sinful nature. It's, it's, it's in, everybody has the flesh. Everybody has one of those. When Satan wants to mess you up, he communicates to the flesh. That the flesh is within the compartment of the soul. He communicates to the flesh and he says, Hey, how's he doing today? Oh, man, I'm feeling lonely. You know, we're feeling, we feel, no, he's just feeling lonely right now. Okay, good. Let me send somebody. And the enemy is an ally. Remember, the flesh is a terrorist in the inside. Most people, they don't fall from the outside, they fall from the inside. Okay? So Satan communicates to the flesh, and the flesh begins to act. Now watch this. Something I did a little study on the Greek, on the flesh, and and this is what the flesh means. The flesh is the works, the the word works in the Greek, it means hard work as to accomplish something of greatness. Hard work as as. A, a railroad um, uh, worker, as a union worker, they work hard in order to, so they can see the construction of a, a Empire State Building. That is th- that works. The word that in the Greek that is hard works as to accomplish something, an objective to be desired. That's the word works. The word sargs, the flesh, is a a a profession. That will cause you to uh, to sin so that your sin will eventually be, be exposed. And most that the, the, the Greek word for, for for flesh, which is works, which is uh, which is sarks, it is it is like a prosecutor, it's like a district attorney that his job is to get you to get you to sin. So that one day your sin can be used against you. And, that, and, the, and the flesh works so hard. So hard. The job of the flesh is to work so hard. So that your sin can be exposed. And you can become a reproach to God. So Satan has an ally inside of us. And the ally's job is to work so hard. So that your sin can be exposed or my sin can be exposed. It will never stop. I just casual sin. It'll never. That's not, that's not the real interpretation of flesh. The real interpretation of flesh is that Satan will use your flesh to expose your sin. And if we don't stop it, if we don't stop our sin, our sin will eventually be exposed. That's heavy, huh? That's what we have inside. Are you understanding the components of this thing? Everybody has a flesh. And everybody, if we all come in, that's why God wants us to sanctify us. That's why prayer, that's why it's so much prayer. That's why it's so much fasting. That's why so much of the word of God. Those of you got maybe in the men's home, you say, Why well, they want us to pray all the time and read the Bible all the time because you jumped up. Yeah. And unless, unless you have an overdose. Unless you get intoxicated with God, intoxicated with the Holy Spirit, intoxicated with prayer, and with the word of God, the flesh is too strong for you to survive. Even though you say, I haven't got loaded for a long time, you still have the flesh. And the flesh is like a muscle. If you work at the flesh, it can become bigger than the spirit. But if you fast and pray and, and anchor to the word of God, then your spirit grows bigger than the flesh. Amen. Eventually, whoever you feed the most and you work out the most will be the one that dominates your life. That's why prayer is so important. That's why reading the Bible is so important. Meditate in the word of God. That's why those things are so important. For the survival in this postmodern world. We're living in a in a very terrible times. Where sin is so accessible. The palm of your hands. It's all. A, you know this porno stuff. It goes. They said that 34% of all pastors are hooked up on pornography. 34% of all pastors. In United States. Imagine that. It's so easy nowadays. You know you get regular cable. And that comes in. Just on regular cable went to Amsterdam, put me in the hotel, and I'm looking at cartoons, and next to the cartoon there's a porno movie. Wow. Whoa. Is that what our kids are exposed to? Yes. Right. Amen? Postmodernism. So again, uh, uh, it, this is something that it, it just, you know, we need, to, we, need to, we need to learn this mechanics so you can learn how to shepherd the people better. Amen? So um, if you look at the other, uh, you know, the, the other uh, floor chart, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, the opposite of the, of the flesh is the fruit of the spirit. And God, instead of, you know, revenge, he wants to give you love. Instead of sadness, he wants to give you joy. In spirit turmoil, he wants to give you peace. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you meditate on the good things of people, like I try to always think the best in people. That's how my mind I trained my mind like that. Before I was suspe- I was like a spiritual amazing Like, brother, you 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 what are you looking at my wife for? <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like a amazing I was like trying to pick fights. I one time, you know, when I first got saved, I was so jealous. I told my, I, you know, Pastor Senator says, okay, everybody, you know, hands, you know, lay hands, or rather shake hands with one another. You know, after worship, introduces that one to another. And I, I came over there with, with a jealous concept. I said, Mary, you better don't shake nobody's hand. I'll be, be watching you. This guy's, guys right, Mary? As God is my witness. And then one day she shook my, my brother, my brother's hand. And I, I was so mad, I left her in church and I, I went home. All the way to Pico Rivera. Flesh, flesh. The devil knows how to make us fall, amen. So that's an extreme, but it did happen. It did happen, you know. So again, you know. But now, praise God, she can do whatever, you know. Well, not whatever, you know. Still still, still washing. But she plays handball sometimes with, you know, guys in the park or something the YMCA. I don't get, I don't trip no more, you know. You know, but, um, but before it was like, not even my own brother can shake her hand. All right, damage emotions, amen. So again, you want to replace all the bad things with the good things. With love, joy, the fruit of the spirit. Walk in the spirit that you will not fulfill the lust of sarks, the flesh. All the scriptures on your right hand side. It basically, Proverbs 23, verse 7, as a man thinking in his heart, so he is. As a man, you think it, as, as you think inside, you'll become that. That proves that whatever goes into your brain, if you don't stop it, you know, it's, it, you're going be, to become that. You know, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Bible says, for the weapons of a warfare not carnal, but the money through God. What is this? Second um, Corinthians chapter 10 Verse 4 and 5, for the weapons of our straton, a strategy, are not carnal, but the mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Where are the strongholds? In the mind. Yes. To the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Where is imaginations? In the mind. And anything that will exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought into the biddings of Christ. Every thought. Where are the thoughts? In the mind. You can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from nesting in your head. You can stop it. And what God is saying here, the strategy that God has given us is the, is the sword of the spirit. And it, it, this is what it means. The sword of the spirit is this. is that, uh, I don't know, we have a sword in here, but I'm going to use this as a sword, Right? Can I get you to stand up? This is, this is what God is saying. Satan is going to try. If you, if, you know, if Satan is going to try. Let's say this is a bad thought. And the devil throws the bad thought at me. Right? Satan, the only way he's going to slow me down or, or slow down my forward, my forward progress is by bringing bad thoughts, hoping that my bad thoughts are good enough so that they can process into the emotions. Once they come in here, it's hard to reverse a bad thought. It's just before time, before you actually do the, do the act. Mm-hmm. That's why the God, God says, for the weapons of our strategy are not carnal. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but they're mighty through, through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are in the mind. Pulling down of strongholds. So when the devil throws you a, a bad thought. The 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 idea is just stab it with the word and bring it go down, bring it into subjection, into the bitterness of God. Mm. See what Paul was saying here is actually he was using a Roman a Roman soldier strategy that when they went to a kingdom to destroy everybody, (coughs) whoever was a prisoner and that was still alive, they would actually get the prisoners, and they would get the go ahead stand up. They would get the prisoners. And they would stab them, the tip of the the sword, they would stab one inch in their back. And they bring the prisoner captive all the way into their camp. Mm -hmm. See, they would stab him and they would take him. The, The objective was that the prisoner would feel the pain. And he knew that any minute that he tried to escape, the sword can penetrate the torso. See? so what, what he you do, he will be submissive to, the, to, to those of them that, that, that took him captive. Same scenario, Paul is saying, when the devil throws a bath under you, stab it and bring it to subjection. Said devil, you're not going to have me. And the devil throws another one, stab it and bring it to subjection. With the word of God, oh my God, I need to get my tape, get my tape. I'm going to bless myself all with myself. See, you bring it down. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Be strong, be strong. The word strong is endunomau in the Greek. and Endunomau is that, is that you have the ability to be strong, to stay strong. In other words, you're not going to let the bad thoughts bring you down. You're, you're going to defend your children. You're going to defend those of them that you're shepherding. you no endunomau. It's it's like the ability to stand and steal, bind and destroy the enemy. Be strong in the Lord and in the power. The word power is kratos. Say kratos. And the word kratos is the power of the resurrection. Be strong in in the Lord and in the kratos of his might. The power of the resurrection. It's when the devil throws the bath out of you, you know, the devil wants to mess with you and say, man, devil, man. you know what? What? Are you talking to me? You're trying to get me to fall? Yeah. Hello. And you proclaim a 21-day fast. That's it. We need Christians like that. The world needs Christians like that this new age stuff, this new postmodern. I'm telling you right now they need real Christians but they need Christians that are healed, Christians that have become shepherds. You say, but I'm not a big leader, you could be a shepherd. I'm too quiet you still be a shepherd. I'm shy you still could be a good you know a good shepherd. you can still be a good shepherd and knowing that you can get healed and you can cause healing in somebody else. I'm telling you that's the best way to disciple people. I'm sure that this happens here, but I like to have a, a church that is happy. A church that is happy, where everybody's happy. And it doesn't mean that you don't go through trials, but through the trial, you'll still see God in the picture. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Give God a good hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I finish. Amen. I have I, another 20 pages, you know, but. I think that this is, this is good enough, you know, uh, and, um, uh, you know, I, I, I love you guys, you know, and I, I trust that you utilize the, this, this picture, this a theological, see all the scriptures that we have there? This is a theological, uh, just picture of our soul. So once you understand that component, you can help your little brother, your little sister. You can understand your spouse. Why is she acting like that? If she's acting like that, maybe there's damage emotions. Maybe she incurred damage emotions with the last past three weeks. And you you may be oblivious to that. So what we're gonna do is like instead of inflicting more damage emotions, let me be a healing. Let me be let me make some deposits into her life. And she'll become healthy and she can transmit that healthiness to my children and everybody around us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well. I hope that you God bless, Amen. I don't know if there's any questions. <laughs> the questions? Or no? Questions? Uh, is there any questions in related to this? Maybe we can have a, a couple of questions or answers. Everybody understood? Yeah. You know that you the last graphic is basically a component of how Satan moves and how God wants to move in our lives, Amen. You have the choice, Amen. Praise so the Lord. Go ahead. You have a question? Anybody? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, the brain has to do more with a with a physical part of us. You know, the brain controls basically your body. The thought life is more is a spiritual thing. It's part of your soul. You know, your mind is part of the soul. That's what God uses to process good things in your life. And that's what the devil uses to process bad things and cause damage emotions in your life. See? So one of them is a physical, the other one is spiritual. Yeah, anybody else? Go ahead. meditation consist as you pray you prayer meditation. Yeah, prayer consists of uh, as many, many facets in the area of prayer. But there's a prayer of meditation, you know, where you begin to meditate, you know, and then as God, as God gives you a, a need, that you begin to pray on it. You know, but prayer is not really talking to God. Real prayer is talking with God. Most of us, we pray to God. Most of us, we pray, and we don't stop for a whole hour. We don't allow God to say nothing. We, we want to coach God what to do. You know, instead of he allowing him to be silent and then speak to us, you know. But in the men's home, I understand that, you know, sometimes we can't exercise that very good in the men's home. Because some guys in the men's home, they use this kind of teaching to go to sleep in the morning. And when the, and when the director comes in, then they, you know, they have, hey, I meditating, brother. Didn't you hear, Pastor? I'm meditating. Well, today I'm just, it's my day of meditation. You meditate the whole hour? Every day you meditate, you know. So we don't allow that, you know, in the men's home. You know, then after, wait. on your own time, you can meditate. But when it's everybody time to pray, we all pray together. Amen. Make sense? Amen. Praise God. Listen, tomorrow, I'm going to, I might give a part two as a preaching style. Today was like more more teaching. And I just felt that, I don't know, Jesse, I don't know how you would really think, but I kind of, you know, I like, you know, you know, like the fact that I was able to give, uh, take my time and not rush it. Sometimes when you rush, then people don't understand and there'd be no transformation. You need to process that. That once you process, you know, then you're able to. Amen? Maria, okay? Okay. So again, I bring somebody tomorrow. Amen. God is moving in victory hours. Hayward.